Hello, and welcome to the Illinois Realtors Weekly Podcast, keeping you up to date with all the latest news in the realtor world. I'm Jeremy. And I'm Kelly. And today is a very, very special episode because we have a packed house here, everyone, but also because we're only six weeks away from the March 19th general primary in Illinois. That is right, everyone. It is an election year, so get ready to hear a lot of election talk. Um, and today, though, we have three members of our local government affairs team to, that have joined us to talk about uh, a subject that can really affect taxpayers literally all across the state. So we are talking about home rule and questions on the ballot in the cities of or in the towns and cities of Roselle, Cary, and Richton Park. And while a stance of Illinois Realtors is the same, the question voters must answer varies from community to community. That's right. So here to explain and break that down for us is Director of Local Advocacy Tom Benedetto and Local Government Affairs Directors Nora Gruenberg and Neely Erickson. So welcome. Thanks for having me. Yes, thanks so much for having us here. It's fantastic to be here as usual. Okay, Tom, let's start with you. So why don't you kick off the conversation um, by explaining what home rule is and why local governments seek it? Sure, happy to do that. So there are two ways in which a municipality can become a home rule authority. One is when their population exceeds 25,000 people. If they're under that threshold, citizens can vote to grant home rule authority to their town through a referendum. An authority to to do what, you might ask? Well, a home rule community is essentially allowed to do anything they want as long as the state hasn't said no. That means having much broader authority to regulate real estate and can really start to be a thorn in the side of our industry. All of a sudden, inspections become more burdensome. Crime-free housing comes into play. You've got to pay a new transfer tax on sales. Property taxes go up because there are no longer caps on the annual levies with home rule authority. So, as you can see in many ways, it has proven detrimental to real estate. And we have three municipalities sinking this authority in Illinois at the March 19th election. Yeah, see, every time I hear about this particularly, I'm so grateful for the experts that we have at Illinois Realtors because most people think like, oh, there's laws. Those are national things. Nope, there's also state things. Nope, there's also town laws and town ordinances um, that come into play here. So um, let's dig down here, Tom, and let's talk about one example of a community seeking home rule uh, this upcoming cycle. Um, for members from other parts of the state, uh, tell us a little bit about the village of Roselle, uh, how many people live there, and why are some of the community members pushing for home rule uh, on this ballot? Yeah, so Roselle is a village of about 23,000 people on the northern boundary of DuPage County. It's just north of O'Hare Airport in Cook County. And so they are trying to get home rule. And by they, I really mean the elected officials and the city government to fund a variety of village obligations. They've got about a $5 million shortfall. And they've been particularly vocal about their need to update two wastewater treatment facilities. Now, that sounds good for the community, of course. We wouldn't argue with something like that, but we would argue that giving Roselle additional taxing powers in perpetuity through home rule is not good for Roselle. And here's the kicker. Roselle can address their fiscal gap, that $5 million that I mentioned, without home rule, and they said they already plan to institute some new taxes to do that, but they want to be able to raise taxes without asking their citizens' permission every time. So if they go a step further and get the home rule authority they want, Roselle can do that, and they've set on record they'll use their new powers to institute crime-free housing, which Illinois realtors have been clear about being a fair housing violation for towns to enact. You know, when it comes to this kind of stuff, has home rule been an issue in Roselle for a long time, or is this something that's kind of like steadily built, or is it a very new development with like a current, I guess, uh, elected regime there in Roselle? Yeah, so they've considered this in the past. So while this renewed push isn't surprising, their strategy looks a little different. For example, 
they've deployed a new argument for needing home rule authority by leveraging quite a controversial topic here in Chicagoland, the busing of migrants from Texas to Chicago. So Roselle says they can officially regulate any migrant buses that stop in their town if they have home rule. Whether that's true or not is up for debate, but at the very least, it shows you that these towns are willing to use any argument necessary, even controversial ones, to try to increase their taxing and regulatory privileges. Yeah, I'm guessing that is going to be a justification we hear more and more um, throughout the year as the uh, election cycles ramp up all over the country, really. Um, uh, Neely, let's get you in here, though, because, uh, of course, Roselle is not the only community seeking home rule status here in the state. Uh, tell us a little bit about the village of Cary. Um, you know, where is it? How many people are there? Um, and just kind of why the general sentiment is there that they are seeking home rule. Well, interestingly enough, um, we did have a meeting with the village of Cary, and one of the concerns that they had brought up was similar to that in Roselle, that they also wanted to be able to regulate migrant busing. And so because no software can overtake the value of a realtor, no software can overtake the power of a GAD. And as one of our responsibilities, we look at all the local government agendas in our communities. And I noticed that on the village of Marengo's agenda that they were addressing migrant busing issues and they are a non-home rule community. And so they were able to implement a fee of $750 per passenger that came off of one of those buses, also implemented other regulatory procedures of licensing and time limits and having to notify the village of Marengo that a bus um, was going to be stopping uh, within their limits. And so that that was information that we had passed along to the village of Cary to let them know that Marengo, a non-home rule community, was able to address these issues under health and safety statutes for non-home rule communities. So why couldn't the village of Cary do the same? And so that was, uh, you know, something that was, you know, very similar. Um, and we heard that you had to, you know, educate the Cary City Council in person. Can you... Yes, we've heard about this. I actually, yeah. actually think we got a clip. Let's play that right now. But no, we're not opposed to a municipality improving its financial status, but we're opposed to how it impacts the homeowner or how it impacts the owner of those private of that property. So then, is it more fair to say that home rule in general, you're just opposed to? Period, because you have no, there's no way to know what. Correct. Not only that, but as we recognized, even though, um, you know, a council can consider passing a resolution, as you all discussed back in your December 7th meeting about passing a resolution stating that you wouldn't go past PTEL, well, you can't go past PTEL now with with the non-home rule status. And you can still collect all the new construction and the EAV growth and all of that stuff under non-home rule. And so really, if you don't want to create the impact on uh, on property taxes, that means that you're going to have to create or increase new taxes and fees in order for the village to improve its financial status. And our concern is about the unknowing of what those taxes and fees could be in the future. And as I've said, Upon there's over 220 municipalities of over 1,200 across the state of Illinois that have home rule. And with 66 of them, upon immediately obtaining home rule, you want to know the first thing that they did? They passed a real estate transfer tax. 
So yes, so we are concerned. And so even if you were to put that in a resolution, it would still be a concern of ours. And so that's why we're saying we've seen other things, demolition taxes. Municipalities want to address vacant and blighted properties. Well, when a developer comes in and they automatically have to pay a $10,000 demolition tax just to have the ability to transform that property for the municipality, they then have to come to a council meeting and ask for a waiver you know, to be able to do that. But we see all kinds, and under home rule, it can be anything. It doesn't even have to be something within state statute now. You, we've seen municipalities discuss a public arts impact fee. So it's just like I said, it can be anything. And so that's why, as you say, the unknowing is out there. But these are not scare tactics. These are real-life <laughs> scenarios that we have seen municipalities discuss. Oh, man, that was awesome. That was awesome. <laughs> so, Neely, tell us a little bit more about that. Yes. Um, so um, I very much appreciated that it wasn't just myself um, at that Village of Cary meeting. Heartland Realtor Organization members that lived in Cary did attend with me um, so that we were able to educate elected officials about our concerns, because one of the things that we do consistently hear um, from municipalities that are running their home rule campaigns is that we didn't know anyone had any issues with home rule, and we especially didn't know realtors had any concerns. And so my members wanted to make sure that they were able to look those elected officials in the eyes and make sure that they understood that these were not what-if concerns for our industry, and that they were actually valid concerns. And so we had that opportunity um, to present that at public uh, comment. And, you know, like I had said, um, during that committee of the whole meeting and the follow up meeting that we had had with the mayor and his staff, uh, we were informed that, you know, the village of Cary didn't expect to reach that population mark of 25,000 where it could mandatorily obtain home rule. Um, and they, of course, we always have that good old excuse that we hear over and over again is that we want self-determination and we don't want to be responsible to Springfield's mandates. And that the first thing that they wanted to do once they obtained home rule is that they wanted to pass the sales tax on their residents. And so, again, this self determination factor, we really hope that residents aren't hoodwinked by that because municipalities are still beholden to tons of state mandates. And they still have to give their 6% local government distributive funds to the state of Illinois. So that municipality is still losing out on that revenue. And so the question exists for those residents of, if the municipality still loses out on that revenue, how is it going to recoup it? And so we brought forth that, you know, with home rule, there's unlimited power to tax and spend and that it can affect a wide variety of the types of taxes. And so Carrie right away passed a resolution to let their residents know we won't increase your property taxes past PTEL. So, you know, don't worry about it. We're not going to hit your property. And to which we said, we were like, nah, that doesn't matter. A resolution has no binding authority to that. And another council could change that. And I and the re and I and other Heartland members were just flabbergasted when the mayor at that committee of the whole meeting says, well, it's the responsibility of organizations like yours to come to city councils and remind future elected officials about why this board sought home rule authority in the first place and about that it didn't want to increase property taxes. And we were just like, we're going to do so much more than that. Our educational campaign is going to make sure that residents understand about how they can be nickel and dime 
through their utility taxes, their gas taxes, their sales taxes, their telecommunication taxes, all of those things. We're going to make sure that residents understand the burdensome regulations that can come along with home rule and about how their pocketbook is continuously squeezed. And so therefore, we are asking residents of Cary to vote no to home rule so that they maintain their right to vote on the increase of taxes and about how they want to make sure that government programs, infrastructure, and services are funded within their village. The literal definition of a be careful what you wish for, Mr. Mayor. <laughs> exactly. Give, us, give the realtors a challenge. They're going to meet it. <laughs> so that is amazing. That is Haley. true. So, Nora, you've been waiting patiently. Um, so let's turn it over to you. Can you tell us how the situation in the village of Richland Park compares to these other towns of Cary and Rochelle? Well, I think... You know, all municipalities that are pursuing home rule status do have certain commonalities. And, you know, specific to this time period, yes, Richardson Park did mention at their July 24th town hall meeting that they are interested in addressing the migrant bus issue and felt that they could only do so effectively with home rule authority. But that was not the only issue at hand. And what's really interesting is at least in Cary, they were transparent about their intentions to implement a sales tax. Um, transparency has been an issue and is an issue, especially in the southwest suburbs and the south suburbs where uh, where we're working down here. Um, Richton Park is a village in South Cook County, population of about 12,775, the last census count. Um, but even without the benefits of being a home rule unit, Richton Park has served as an unfortunate example of government uh, overreach in the Southland. Um, you know, because of their historic lack of transparency, we're simply adding the migrant bus issue to the list of questions we have about their intentions. And we did discover today that they absolutely do intend to implement a home rule sales tax once we uh, found that information on the Cook County Clerk's website. Um, you know, our issues with Richton Park go back decades. Um, GADS, before my time, tried to work with Richton Park on their inspections program. It's not consistent. It regularly goes far beyond reasonable health and safety issues. Um, they're currently being sued for abuse of their crime-free ordinance. And that's a real matter of concern because at that town hall meeting, where they discussed the home rule referendum, the village was quick to admit that they will use home rule powers to place further restrictions on the rental market, making housing less stable, less accessible, less affordable. And these impacts are going to be devastating to local residents during this housing crisis. So um, some of the other information we were able to get from the J January 24th town hall meeting you know, they spent a lot of time discussing how Richton Park would benefit from home, home rule, you know, admitting that they cannot afford to continue making infrastructure improvements on the village's streets or the necessary updates to their water system. So they extolled the virtues of being eligible for municipal bonds that would underwrite infrastructure improvements. Um, but they didn't point out to residents in attendance the financial burdens that the residents would incur by taking on these municipal bonds. Um, the village also discussed how home rule would allow them to be more competitive in the realm of economic development, but they did not underscore why it is that despite a large municipality footprint and multiple tip districts, the Walmart Supercenter that was built in 2017 remains the only big business and 
when they started discussing how 80% of the sales tax generated at Walmart comes through non-residents, a uh, real head scratcher, not sure how they got that data, but that really kind of started to point to their true intention. Does the village intend to implement a sales tax? Yes, indeed they do. And we discovered that today on the Cook County Clerk's website. So, you know, they never once mentioned that intention though. And that lack of transparency, it just underscores exactly why it is that we cannot allow home rule to pass in the village of Richton Park. You know, it's they're already demonstrated severe overreach, has had a net negative impact on the housing market. And, you know, we just, we feel that this is happening not just in these three villages. This time around, you know, looking at these three villages and their intentions, we know that should home rule pass here, it's just going to spread like wildfire and we need to stop it in its tracks. So that is why your GAD has your back when it's time to go to battle over important issues, especially fighting home rule authority. Here, here. Um, very much so. Because, yeah, I mean, it seems like what most of these have in common is, yes, that fear that taking these decisions out of the hands of the voters is not exactly what it is when it has such a material impact on their everyday lives and on the industries and the business, specifically like real estate, of course, with us, that drive economic factors in these cities uh, and in these towns. So um, I'm just very, very grateful just from listening to all of you that you are out there uh, fighting these good fights here and, and making sure that the electorates are known and knowledgeable about what is going on here. So, um, Tom, back to you here. Uh, talk to me a little bit. What are the next steps now? You know, we've gotten a lot of great information here from all three of you, but uh, what are the next steps that you specifically are taking and what can our members do to help? Well, great question. Like we have for decades at Illinois Realtors, we plan to use a combination of national and state resources, as well as the most sophisticated tools available to combat these efforts in these towns and send a message to local governments and officials throughout the state that if you want authority to raise taxes and nickel and dime the real estate industry with new regulations, realtors are going to take you to task. I just uh, think that it's interesting that um, realtor advocacy really kicked off in the 70s, uh, which kind of coincides with the creation of Home Rule in 1971. And so we foresaw all kinds of issues that could come up with the unlimited powers of Home Rule and how it could affect our industry. And still decades later, we have the boots on the ground, like Nora said, um, to make sure that residents are educated about what can happen. I look forward to being a part of bringing the facts to the residents of Richton Park so they know what they're up against and they know what to do on March 19th. Thank you all so much for having us here. Absolutely. It is definitely our pleasure. We'd like to thank you for taking the time to educate us about home rule. Um, and, you know, um, our door is always open. If you'd ever like to come back and talk about any of the important work you're doing, of course, there's not just one bill that's about to be coming up this year. Uh, our advocacy team, uh, our entire advocacy team here at Illinois Realtors works tirelessly to make sure that they are your voice um, out there um, just doing what needs to be done on your behalf. So um, I'm just going to once again, thank you guys for being here. It was cathartic and therapeutic, Jeremy. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. My distinct pleasure. Thank you. And of course, thank you, all of our listeners, for joining us on the latest episode of the Illinois Realtors Weekly Podcast. As always, give us a rating and a review on your podcast app of choice. And if you want any more content, simply search for Illinois Realtors on your favorite social media app. We'll see you next week.